boom, 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 boom. It's a snow day timestamp. It's uh, 2 p.m. and uh, it's January 4th. Today we're talking Valerian. Uh, I have no idea what I even sound like right now. I don't have my headphones on. But yeah, doing Valerian today. This is yet another movie that got trashed by the community as a whole. And uh, oh my god, I had my had my heat running. They got the color of money running. Uh, I'm so unprofessional. Let me let me turn everything off just so we can uh, sit down in silence and be silent. Though. Yeah. So speaking of jumping into movies, uh, okay, we're going <laughs> we're going to bleed off here for a little bit, uh, and then we're we're going to cycle back to Valerian. Uh, I, I'm. Just kind of like going through thoughts from yesterday's podcast, and holy moly, uh, yeah, that was a that was a rough one. That, that was a rough one for me to, to get back into the flow. Uh, but you, you got, I say this a lot: you you, you got to bleed. You got to be willing to bleed to and keep moving forward, uh, and to just to get better and have confidence, and you know, not look back much. Uh, I think too many people. You spend too much time looking back, and and you don't realize that procrastination is stopping you from moving forward, even on something in your life that's regular and repetitive. But moving forward with a angle, with a with a new spin, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's I think it's a part of that rush, uh, and it's euphoric and it feels fantastic. Uh, I I spent a chunk of last night when I came back. Uh, I was at the office, office roughly until 9.30 last night. But uh, when I came back, yeah, I just kind of went right back into, like, housework mode. So I was in work mode for about 12 hours uh, on Market Street, Street in Philadelphia. Came home, spent another at least two hours uh, just running around here, going crazy, getting ready for my move. I'm moving. I've alluded to this before. Uh, this move is one of the biggest... Uh, stress points in my entire life. I I cannot, um, I I can't think of anything that I've I've really had to do so much on my own, and so much of it uh, was on me uh, in in my entire life. And I know that's like a uh, like a weird thing to say because I know a lot of people out there, you you know, listeners have had children, family like. Uh, trouble, family success. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of you've traveled. I, you know, some of you, some friends out there that listen, you know, you've lost houses and livelihoods, and, and I know that was stressful. And, and you know, like I was always there for that stuff, but for me, yeah, uh, and and this is huge. Any, anyone that spent time that spends time around me knows that I have a big life. I I make it big. I I bleed. I suffer. I I, I do it all. Uh, same look. I bleed for Dream Warriors, and I bleed in my own life, and and I I get I try and get the absolute most out of it. Uh, you know, I, I <laughs> about like a year ago, I started working on this stack of poems, and all the poems, <laughs> the, the, the the dominant theme of these poems are kind of like things you should do as a <laughs> as like a productive man, as an individual. You know, they it applies to women too. It applies to every and you everybody. Uh, but um, and mostly uses the F word. But one of them was, uh, "You're not 
effing drinking Red Bull. Um, and the whole idea of this one poem I wrote is that um, the the you need a lifestyle that that enables that requires Red Bull because if you're not guzzling Red Bull, you're not running the game right. You are being gamed. Okay, you're you're being suckered. But anyway, yeah. So uh, last night was just this like long, just for forever. But just getting a lot of things situated situated here in order, um, you know, like I packed my first box, and man, like that was too long coming. I shot off my like email to the management company. Uh, I, I I can't bring myself to to purchase. I I don't know why they they offered me this unit where I live. I could not. Uh, once it started to get into like the financials. Uh, you know, the, like the, the two plus month audit for the bank account and, you know, like even me communicating uh, a lot of the terms with the management company from myself because I was trying to really do this per, like person to person, like a, a straight up purchase. Uh, no broker, no, no, like only a lender. So not even much of a mortgage company, but I just couldn't do it. Um, mentally, I could not. And what ended up happening was I checked out this building and uh it's uh, the the funny thing in life is you you don't know what you deserve until you have it okay uh i think this is one of the the, the gratifications you get when you go window shopping as i was discussing yesterday and you you just randomly kind of buy something and you you feel good you feel real good when you purchase something and 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 a lot of these people out there will tell you that is, uh, that's bad. It's bad to have that, that attitude because you can't be materialistic. No, 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 no. If you view your money and your bank account as an extension of your personal freedom and liberty, because that is what you earned, then yes, purchasing is an is a extension of your freedom and liberty. And you should own things that are symbolic of that, meaningful things. And sometimes spontaneous things that you get rid of later. It doesn't matter. But like that euphoria comes from, uh, you know, it, it just comes from a new, um, like almost like unexpected, spontaneous, uh, out-of-the-box challenge that, that you've given yourself. And, you know, like that's uh, when, when I packed up my first box from this move, that, that's, that's a lot of what I, like I felt. I've just felt this huge weight off my shoulders. And, uh, you know, oh, you know, I lost my train of thought. So I was getting to what you deserve. <laughs> I'm all over the place here. But, hey, come on, come on, come on. Give me a break. It's a snow day. But, yeah, so what you deserve. So when I checked out this building, um, you know, a lot of, like, the spontaneous things you purchase when you window shop, um, you know, like it's, you might be out of range, like that jacket or, or, or shoes or something might be slightly out of your, your range, but when you purchase it, you feel like you deserved it and it feels good. Okay. I, I, one of the reasons why I, I stayed in this unit for as long as I did is, is cause I didn't feel like I, I deserved anything else. I didn't deserve to live a different way. So I checked out this building and it, it's one half of my living space. And, you know, that's usually like a big shock. But the amenities and, and the location of the building, and as I found out within, you know, like a few weeks of just like trickling out the info to a lot of people, this building is well-known and renowned. 
uh, I had no idea. I just liked the management company, and I really liked what the building offered. And I, I saw myself as deserving it. And once I realized I deserved this, to live in the true center of Philadelphia Center City, the true center, I, I did anything I could to make it happen. And it did. And it was a wonderful, uh, like, email. Like, I just, I getting the approval. And knowing the chaos it was going to uh, spin out of me was, excuse me, just drinking water today, was and is incredible and fantastic. Uh, and... So that, that 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 was a lot yesterday. You know, like it's a, that initial procrastination just getting stomped out. Uh, yesterday too was like a really big rollout podcast and YouTube back to back, prepping YouTube prepping podcasts for today. So and yeah, and then we we have our nine to five stuff and we have my my all my other things. So, but anyway, so we're here, and one <laughs> the sticking points from yesterday's discussion with the movie Bright. Is that you know, like I, I, my my contention with that movie is that it opens up this gateway of a genre that that no one thought about until right now, and the movie itself is wonderfully shot, incredibly acted, well designed. Uh, it it is thought out. Uh, it is still a movie, meaning that it to me it doesn't. The movie doesn't uh, fulfill a like a prophecy or something and leans towards in the opening credits and then the the orc cop by the end is the prophesized one and they don't really do anything with it but and, and the movie kind of ends on this like celebratory note a la uh star wars new hope type thing uh, or star wars fandom in this episode one okay so with all that being said uh yeah i saw back bright uh, I I, I kind of want to watch it uh, like soon. I said that yesterday, but I, you know we, I've been like stacking movies to go over with, uh, with you guys. But uh, and something great happened. So the the episode goes live. Episode sixty one of Dream Warriors goes live, uh, hits the feeds and, and everything, and then like almost instantaneously, uh, Variety announced the um, Bright Two and the the. Some of the, the numbers or the information came out about the streaming time. Uh, it's like the highest streaming movie in history is bright. So the, the concept captured people. It got word of mouth. Anything that rises in streaming is all word of mouth. Okay, you can build awareness, but the but the surge is word of mouth. And that's that is something that Hollywood has never had because they can rely on advertising campaigns for a initial pop in box office, and that could be enough for a sequel. But when it comes to streaming, it's strictly word of mouth. And anything that is popular in streaming is 100% of people speaking. So this is another incident where the freaking critics, these online high horse, the uh, you, you, everyone knows who they are. You know who, who they are. I watch their videos. I read their reviews. I follow their blogs. I know who you are. You know who you are. And you're consistently wrong. This is where, like, 2017 is the fall of criticism, which is directly connected to the part of the fall of the box office. Uh, so thank you very much, to quote Andy Kaufman, 
Thank you very much. Okay. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're talking Valerian. Uh, I don't even know what this movie has um, <laughs> on Ryan Tomatoes. Um, we, we can kind of see, right? Like, what, what, what does Valerian have on Ryan Tomatoes? I know this is going to be good. Uh, okay, 49% critic, 55% audience. So it is, uh, yeah, and to compare, sorry, it's, uh, some of my initial roll-in episodes of um, Dream Warriors, it's just going to be me typing. <laughs> We're going to go right, uh, I'm going back to uh, Ryan Tomatoes, and I, I just want to know, like, where's Fifth Element lie? There, there's also been studies and, and information that um, the uh, Ryan Tomatoes does not affect box office whatsoever. Uh, fifth Element. Wow. Look at this. Isn't this something? Fifth Element in 72% audience score is 86. So we, we, we have a movie, Valerian, that is in every single review, every single one. I know that's like a uh, that's a swing to catch a lot, but I'm, I'm just going to say every single one. Everyone said this is Fifth Element. This is the spiritual uh, successor, sequel, extension of the Fifth Element. If one is the brother, the other one is the sister. So everyone loves Fifth Element, and Fifth Element is 72 and 86 percent Ryan Tomato and Valerian. Uh, just to say it again, it's 49%, 55 audience on Ryan Tomato. Uh, okay, so what are we doing? How are we looking at these movies? Because these movies, believe it or not, I do agree with, with that take. They are extremely similar. They're even a similar in, t in, in palette and tone, uh, the sepia tones. Okay, uh, they're similar in their character archetypes. They're similar in the... The villain, like I would, or the uh, uh, the uh, some of the mechanics, because even in Fifth Element, some of the, the 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 mechanics of the characters that move the plot forward are villainous, but not villainous, and both share that um, they're you know like very middle ground, very middle ground um, bad guys. But yeah, so okay, so people can only like something once. Uh, that should immediately be suspect. Uh, like number two, uh, let me just go go to this guy because Luke Besson, the director of Valerian, uh, this guy is a straight up illuminary. He is he is not heralded heralded as one of the greatest filmmakers of our time. He is he is potentially like my list top five, and by filmmaker I mean the the guy uh, directs. Writes, produces his producing credits uh, nearly, uh, I would say, you know, like uh, by, uh, by a couple percentage points or hairs, definitely outdistance his directing. And that's only because his directing fell um, fell off. He, it's definitely slowed down. Uh, his screenwriting credits are vast. His producing credits are, he's been producing movies from 81 to 2018. He's got movies coming out next year. Okay, he gave us Lucy. He's the guy behind Taken. He's the guy behind uh, Transporter. Um, you know, like, he's a, there's four of these taxi movies. 
And I'm not even sure what those are. His Wikipedia is insane. I'm not. I I have to get into these taxi movies. I'm not even sure. Are they on um, Amazon Prime? Are they on Amazon Instant? Let me just search taxi. I know I'm going to get the TV show. And I'm going to get Taxi Driver. Taxi is. And and there's the. Uh, taxi 1998 is included on Prime. I'm adding this right now to my watch list. Uh, so according to Amazon, Taxi, to work off his tarnished driving record, a hip taxi driver must chauffeur a, a loser police inspector on the trail of a German bank robber. On trail of German bank robbers. So Taxi got uh, what did I say? Four, three, four movies. Uh, four movies. Two 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 thousand and seventeen. So that's a heck of a series. I'm not even familiar with that. He's he's behind um, one of the great triple uh, directorial uh, runs, you know, uh, from '94 uh, all the way into '98, uh, '99. Uh, '94 he gave us Leon the Professional, okay, uh, one 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 of the best hitman movies ever, uh, easily again top top five for that one. Uh, and then he followed that up with 97, The Fifth Element. Again, insanely unique movie. Uh, one of a kind. Uh, well, not now. We have Valerian. But uh, the only other imagery on film that's... Uh, there's two um, in the opening. So, like, so Fifth Element is, like, New York City, and then it goes into space. Valerian is if the space universe of fifth element continued and we we've um stretched out that aesthetic and leading into fifth element the new york part is only two movies uh technically maybe three okay now three movies that come to mind one would be one of the sequences in heavy metal the animated classic number two would be uh the stallone judge dread and the third one of course would be blade runner Okay, uh, and technically, the how about the Blade Runner Los Angeles universe? Because you know we got Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, and to follow out this this trifecta, two, so two years after Fifth Element, he comes out with The Messenger, the story of Joan of Arc. This is a hugely overlooked movie, um, which is funny because like Joan of Arc comes from his uh, his blood, his heritage, his 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 country, right? I mean, she's she's France. Was Joan of Arc? French? I think he's French. <laughs> let's let's we're just figuring things out. We're we're learning together here, everyone. So Luc Besson, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's Paris, France. Wow, born in Paris, France. Look at this guy. He's only fifty-eight. Uh Joan of Arc. Jo <laughs> Joan of Arc. The, um oh, oh no. It automatically searched Joan of Arc movie. Well, we just went Joan of Arc. Yeah, Joan of Arc is French. Okay, so I, I do so I do know some of my world history. But yeah, um you know, like I don't know I really don't know if that movie was like Oscar bait, but I remember when that came out. I I was so excited, I was so into that movie. I thought the performances, I thought um I guess maybe he got knocked because he um uh Mila uh Mila Jovinich from the Resident Evil franchise uh started in that and i believe they started dating or they got married around that that time but and it was somewhat of a box office failure and you know like i kind of want to say so was fifth element was fifth element box office failure uh fifth element budget 90 million box office 
263, which is very funny to Valerian. Valerian box office. Let's do this. Okay, Valerian box office. Here we go. Budget, budget, budget. I love the budget for <laughs> 177. Like, keep in mind, Valerian is endless special effects. It's endless, but it's probably one of the most special effects driven movies ever. Okay. Uh, Justice League costs like 300 million. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Valerian domestically brought in 41 million. Worldwide, it's 225. Okay. So, Fifth Element kind of doubled. This did not quite so much double, but you expect that from these types of movies. Um, movies like Valerian resonate. So, uh, do, do we go over the plot of Valerian? Is that, is, is, is that what everybody is, is here for? Uh, okay, so we, everyone, a lot of people criticize the, um, the actor in this movie. Uh, what's his name? What's, what's the dude's name? Uh, oh, the guy's name is Dana DeHaan. He is the, the Green Goblin from Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, from Chronicle. I love this dude's look. Um, incredible look, just um, you know, like if, if girls can be like oddly attractive or oddly hot, like they have um, like almost like stained out odd features. Uh, this dude is oddly handsome. Okay, and it's, uh, and he got criticized because he's not masculine enough to be the super spy, this unstoppable force. But if you go through uh, Luke's direction for fifth element and his casing for fifth element he gets a lot of these like model driven almost androgynous men and women to be a part of these roles and sub roles and, and this one he took like um he took this front and center so fifth element has bruce willis you're definitely a guy he has mila jovenish definitely a woman everyone surrounding these two are mostly androgynous outside the priest but this is the point um, he defines gender, he defines roles through the casting, and then there's like this membrane. And, and a lot of the times this echoes what's in his storytelling. The storytelling too is like that. There's, a, there's black and white, but within that black and white, there is a wonderful gray, okay? Uh, you get this in Fifth Element, you get this also in Valerian. Um, again, like the, the way how these two movies are similar on that note, again, brother and sister, Okay, and, and co-starring. So here, here's the thing. So people criticized the, the lead role Valerian for not being masculine enough. But no one, Cara <laughs> Delavajinj, right? Is that, is, oh my God, I just put her name. But the essentially the Enchantress from Suicide Squad. So this girl is LBGQ, social justice commenter, warrior, whatever you want to say. But she's she's active in it. I, I believe she wrote a book. Uh, you know, like she, she's again, like model, actress, author. Uh, she's uh, fashion designer. The, the, this Cara girl is endless. Hashtag nonstop, hashtag relentless. This is what I subscribe to. And yeah, she's political, but fine. But this chick, her on screen, I, I I just can't stop looking at her. The movie begins with her in the bikini. It's like, yo. So this is where we are. We're we're at these uh somewhat of a delicate dance. There's a romance brewing between these two super spies. And all hell breaks loose, and then they have to be called into action. The movie starts with everyone on, like, a holodeck, and they're in this beach uh, resort-type atmosphere, which I definitely 
like. <laughs> I 100% uh, in, enjoy that. But yeah, so when when we have that, and the movie has somewhat of a like prologue uh, or like a solid chapter one that sets up the villains, and I thought this was a great setup because it it, it walks you into a culture, a life, and it walks you into a pain and a horror. And the revelation of what these um, aliens and these creatures are doing within, like, yeah, I would say, like, mid-second act going into the third act, it's great because it pays off. And along the way, uh, you know, like, we're dealing with a chase adventure uh, movie where we're, we're uh, investigation. You know, it's chase adventure science fiction investigation couple military romance movie. Okay, it's uh, Valerian is one of a kind. I never read the source material. The, there's four graphic novels that that this is based on. I don't know like how much of it is where. I don't really care. I, sometimes I just want to sit down and watch a movie, and I don't need pretext. I just want to watch an effing movie, and this movie definitely delivered on that. So the story just goes from environment to environment, with insane environment after insane environment. Amazing design, amazing gear, uh, helmet pieces, head pieces. Uh, there's a montage where in the beginning of the movie where this uh, city of a thousand planets is being created. And it has this like introduction, like greeting montage where it's just one alien after the next. And the uh, designs presented in this are jaw-dropping. It's amazing that most of these designs ended up on screen. Very much same as those bulky... Uh, heavy metal driven, Mobius driven, uh, brace uh, alien showed up in the beginning of Fifth Element with uh, <laughs> with what's his name, Luke Perry. Um, you know, nine two one zero in that scene. Shout out to nine two one zero. But yeah, okay. So, w w like, what are we really doing? Uh, Valerian beginning, middle, end. Uh, the opening frames and payoff by the end of the movie with our antagonist slash protagonist our little alien um our alien friends and then our protagonists are um you know valerian and laureen who are um you know our couple our spy couple throughout the movie uh their story pays off within the final frame so you know we we have a perfectly bookended movie we have a villain emerge with uh clive owen who's Costume design in this, and as a, his militaristic costume design is, again, phenomenal. I, I mean, cosplayers attack that, jump on that cosplayers. Uh, you know that is a challenge. Let's do the Clive <laughs> Owen military uniform from Valerian. Okay, it must be done, cosplayers. But yeah, he has a turn. He becomes a little bit of the bad guy, and he gets his payday. So the, this movie pays off on, on all fronts. It, this movie felt great. It felt like it was a blockbuster from the 90s. It, uh, not that it was nostalgic, but there was a formula that emerged within the 90s blockbusters that are that is uh, like simple. Like, man, some of these movies in the night. Face Off, Ar Armageddon, Deep Impact. Fifth Element, okay, uh, is a long list. Chain Reaction, Keanu Reeves, Dogs and Cats, Getting Together, okay? We're talking complete chaos, but there is this formula that emerged in the 90s that is 
forgotten, but it's also past starting. It's, it's forgotten on a high note. It's forgotten good, but it's good to see callbacks from some of these filmmakers that still understand uh, acts one, two, and three, A, B, and C, and you deliver in the third act. I think a lot of movies today uh, fumble a little bit with the setup, but mo- movies today seem to be amazing third acts that go into a sequel. And this is one of the reasons why we have amazing sequels, because so much happens in third acts now. Um, but yeah, so like, what's what's not to like about this movie? I don't really know. Uh, I'm 30 minutes in, and I'm kind of done. I don't know what else I can, I, can, I can say about this, other than do yourself a favor. Um, you know, like, don't listen to anyone reviewing movies anymore, <laughs> unless if it's Dream Warriors, but no. Um, Crap, man! Like it's very upsetting watching, uh, watching this slow ice cream coat cone. Oh my god! Can I talk to that? I can't. It's the snow. The snow is not making me talk. This slow ice cream cone melt of an industry, which is film review. We're watching it happen. Uh, everyone is collectively saying the same thing, and they're all shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, it's it's weird, um, again, like how so many people can say the same thing. But this movie, it's action. It's, it's science fiction. It's So you have special effects. It's action and modern-day special effects. It's sexy people. It's a sexy girl. It's a sexy dude. <laughs> can we all just jump on this? Uh, it's, uh, it has reality. The movie has an arc. Uh, it has a lesson. Hello, do we talk about this anymore? This movie has a has a lesson to to like even within war, you you sacrifice to do the better thing no matter what. You sacrifice for the for almost like sometimes a greater good is your soul. But you you make a a, a sacrifice of yourself even if that means uh execution and death. And you 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 make that decision. Uh, that's like another huge theme of this movie. Yeah, is it over the head? Is it is it too harsh? Uh, could it have been subtle? It's like whatever, maybe. But it's it's this is where it is, and I picked up on it and I liked it and I thought the movie was better for it. Okay, so yeah, sometimes uh, preachiness from a uh, Star Wars Last Jedi uh, preachiness bad. This preachiness good because you know what you're getting throughout the movie. It's not being disguised or wrapped up. It's a different with presentation and intent. Uh, presentation and intent, if you're a regular film critic, doesn't use those words, uh, yeah, you. it's time to move on and just tell everyone about Dream Warriors instead. But yeah, so look, everyone, shorter episode today. It's a snow day. I got emails to get to. I got a ton of work. Uh, you know, I, I, I got... I got to check on no, not really. I was going to say I have to check on Dallas, but he. I just saw him. <laughs> Dallas cracks me up. So what? What he does because he's gray and white. And one of my, uh, you know, like how a lot of girls love cheetah, uh, cheetah um, pattern, which is like every girl's drawn to it. Doesn't mean yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's hot. The um, Victoria's Secret used to have. Um, it's it's been copied, but I just remember first seeing Victoria's Secret. But it was like a hot pink piping cheetah print underwear and bras like brawn panties so it was like hot pink and cheetah what oh my god hot combination but women are drawn to cheetah 
I'm drawing a gray camo. Dallas is gray and white. I have a giant gray camo uh, pillow bed sheets that Dallas is right now curled up on, and he's nearly invisible. And I just, uh, I was looking for him when I was <laughs> talking about it, I just saw where he is. Uh, so he's face asleep. He's staying warm. Uh, I'm also going to bundle up. I'm watching more movies. We, we have uh, Brawler and Cell Block 99, The Belco Experiment. Those are like the next big two um, breakdowns and discussions. I might put them together because I, I love them both. I love them both. Uh, both perfect. Two movies, perfect endings. But Oh, God. Did I just spoil? Okay. I got to stop talking now because I want to keep going. But look. Uh, hey, any Dream Warrior contributor, if you're out there, I'm calling you. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting for your contributions. With that, signing off, everyone have a good day. Chase your dream. You all have a dream? Good dream. Start chasing. Start chasing.